You know, you gotta peel the skin off it yeah, first. You gotta, you, gotta, you gotta wrap it around your finger like this, kid. You gotta fuck it all and put it right in there. Yeah. You gotta... I thought you were dead. Sun out of your eyes and be yourself. Heard you were dead. She's dead, wrapped in plastic. That man's dead back then. It was worse than dead. He must be dead. Is this a dead man, Ducky? Hello, everybody. Welcome back to gym class. Roast Mortem. I am Tom. I am your professor of gym, Travis. Oh, gym professor Travis. I like that, actually. (laughs) I am your gym rat, Cody. Not really. Tonight we got something sexual, I guess. Oh, Um, Well, I'm not going to guess. It's sexy. Yeah, it is very sexy. It's very sexy. Before we do that, how does everyone yeah. did things? Oh, I'm just I'm tired. I'm I'm here, but you know what? I love being here, but fuck, I have been busy. Busy. And I got, uh, Heavy Hole is doing really well, so thanks for everyone who's been listening. Yeah, there. cool. Yeah, yeah. but uh, you know, just double dutying. So yeah, here we are. You're you know. basically like Jerry Seinfeld in the B movie. Yeah, God bless that movie for trying. Okay, how about you? Good, uneventful. Uh, still looking for jobbies. Oh, uh, doing the thing. I yes. How was yours? I got bit by a spider. You hate did you those. really? Yeah, I did. Where? <laughs> I was cleaning out my closet and one of them bit me. It's a fucking idiot. Anatomically, where? Are you sure it wasn't your lobster? Oh no! Uh, was I it your wet my- closet? Yeah, I thought my new lobster died, but he was just sleeping. Oh. They do, they, no, he they was molting. That. He was molting. Oh, that tricky fuck. Yeah, what a bitch. <laughs> what a whore. Good. What a what a bitch whore lobster. Yeah. That's what I say every single time I go to Red Lobster. Yeah. And I say the same thing about the biscuits. Mm. Oh, they're delicious. Those biscuits. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, biscuits get me dirty. Not sponsored. So you get bit by a spider that's coming out of the closet. So gay spider. <laughs> gay spider. Very progressive. I mean, but basically, I think I might have powers now. I was about to say, like, can you? how much comes out of your wrists when you... Uh, how much cum comes out of yeah, my wrists? how wrist? much spider cum, like, flies out of your wrists when you make a certain uh, hand sign? Well, I could do that before I got bit by a spider, but now... I'm like Peter Parker. What what power? Okay, so Peter Parker, he's a he's an accomplished photographer. Yeah. yeah. What have you done? I took very good pictures this week. Yeah. Yeah. What of? Uh, and where'd you send them? Uh, it wasn't to me. I haven't been, seen. Did your shit. boss look like Hitler? It might have been a dick pic, but you know. All right, cool. That's very good. <laughs> well, what filter did you use? Sepia. I used Sunset. That's a good one. All right, so that's our weeks. Got Travis <laughs> bit by a spider. Cody's unemployed, and Still, Tom yeah. is tired and doing his thing, I guess, which is pretty boring. Yeah. Let's get into sexual stuff. I am excited for tonight's event. Do so, yeah. who is on the boy? All right. Boy. So, if you don't know who tonight's roast is, mm-hmm. I mean, you can't read. If you can't read, I mean, you obviously know who it is. But if you don't know who it is, then you're probably poor, or you just don't understand freedom. Let's put it out there. That's a good way of putting it. Yeah. And I they like probably this. can't yeah. re- read either. Yeah, probably can't read. I forgot about, about the yeah. illiterate thing. He's all about that. <laughs> he loves people that read. There we go. So tonight, in the words of Pathaniel Diddley, it's what? all about the Benjamins, child, which is a very current <laughs> reference. Oh, geez. What year is it? Aged like Swiss. Mm. Oh, I, I got to pick up my Jinkos from the... <laughs> from the... Uh, 
Dry cleaners. Yes, we're Never doing mind. Benjamin Franklin. Oh, shit. Nice. I know hell, him. Hell yeah. Hell I've seen yeah. him a few times. Mm, mm, mm. Now, I feel like a lot of you probably saw that Drunk History episode about him. You know, trust me, they fucked up because Benjamin Franklin was much, much, much more of a scumbag than they did in just that stupid Drunk History. Is that Jack Black? It was Jacob Black, yeah. Okay. Oh, I think I remember that one. And uh, Wait, uh, Michael Sarah was William Franklin? Oh, I, I don't know. Yeah. Hmm. I'm excited because, like, I feel like this guy was glossed over in, in some history classes because he didn't make presidential rank. Like, they they, they didn't teach him to avoid conf- conflating him with a president. Well, yeah, he's we- got such a spotty history that if you if you just ask a history teacher, what did this guy do? They go, well, he was very important. For you see that signature? Right. You see that signature? Ooh. Not everyone gets a sign there, okay? He's important. But Trust I feel us. like he's so important that most people think that he is a president. Yes. Because yes. he's on the hundred. And you know, yeah. Who's know. the other P- Hamilton? Was Hamilton ever a president? No, yes. Hamilton wasn't the president. Yeah, okay, that's the other one. But he, uh, well, okay, yeah. It's it's Franklin Knight. And- it's Franklin Knight, and he's so much of a scumbag that tonight, uh, or this is going to be the first two-parter. Oh, oh. yes. Wow. So get your stamina juice in your body, everyone. Uh-huh. A large one. Ben Franklin was actually 70 years old when America signed the Declaration of Independence. Wow. He was the oldest of the founding fathers. And you kind of think about those founding fathers and you think, like, these really old stuffy guys. Yeah, they're already crunchy. But that really wasn't the case because most of them were in their early 20s. Yeah, most of them yeah. were the assholes that you would fight at a bar yeah. when you're just trying to get a drink. Yeah. Ugh. It's the same people. Sam Adams always right. looks like he's like in his twenties, though. I feel. I think no. when he started making beer. Well, Sa- <laughs> yeah, Sam Adams was actually the second oldest. Wow. He was fifty-three at the time. Media. But if you think okay. about that age gap, fifty-three to seventy, and now there's like actual twenty-something years old who are are naying with these children and whipping their hair back and forth. Did you see that baseball team that uh, one of the ex-baseball players came into the locker room? They were all playing Fortnite, so he. Took his baseball bat and smashed the TV. <laughs> oh my god, I did not. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Well that's that's the type of people that signed the Declaration of Independence, all that shit. Same thing. Anti Fortniteists. So because Ben's been around for so long, he's got a lifetime worth of douchebaggery before he became an American mythological deity that he is. Right. Oh. You know? Yeah, he's got history. What is his story? Yes. His story. We're gonna get into that. I made the joke, see. Yeah, that's your dad joke. Oh, really? Or that's your fem- or your feminist joke? Yeah, whatever no, you want. That wasn't feminist. Yeah, yeah they always fem- go. Cody's, they always... Cody's a feminist tonight. Yeah, his story. Yeah, yeah I, I know her story is a feminist thing. So I thought yeah. his story was... seems like you were calling it out. <laughs> I didn't bring I don't it know. up. Who brought it up? It was the table. I'm proud of you. And for someone that's portrayed as a patriotic American, he was very not patriotic. What? So. Yes. I and, understand. And, that. In fact, he didn't really like America as a whole. He's on the big dollar money. I know, though. right? What the fucks? All right, uh, so, guy doesn't like it. He doesn't like it. He doesn't believe in the ideas or the moral platforms behind it. And, uh, you know, it wouldn't be roast mortem if we didn't talk a lot about his dick. Oh yeah. 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 Okay, I see what you're. I so, see where we're going. Okay. Yeah, we we owe you that. The we listener. owe yeah Benjamin Franklin this gentleman. Yeah, I think he owes us. Okay, so let's jump right in and talk about the dick that he came from. Got it. Like the guy that shot that Franklin juice. Yes. Uh, so Benjamin Franklin was born in 1709 in Boston, Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. His father, Josiah 
Franklin was a candle and soap maker that moved from England to America to the American colonies ten years prior. Back then, that was the same thing. I it like was that. It yeah. was uh, candle is just soap with a uh, a wick. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Scented so, wax. That's, yeah. that, that. That's it. You might want to rub in your armpits sometime. Oh, I'm dirty. <laughs> yeah, let only... me just put this on me. That man, his father really liked to fuck, because Benjamin was ten of seventeen children. He was. Ten of seventeen children. That's he was that fat. How many? He was yeah. one. Yeah, one he was. He was all of one of one of. He was a ten. He was a ten child. He was a ten. You know, he was ten children altogether. Yeah. I'm just being an idiot. He had legs yeah. coming out of his head. Yeah, I was that just is... imagining a school bus just of conjoined deck tuplets. Yeah, yeah. with receding uh, male pattern baldness out of the womb. I I like the imagery. I yeah. Well, yeah. They all have just weird ideas. It's like that game Inside. It's just, that's him. Oh, yeah, it was all right. Yeah, that meatball with legs. Yes, he's a meatball with legs. Good meatball. Uh, Benjamin Franklin always thought that his upbringing was poor because Ben Franklin saw artisans and craftsmen to be the lowest form of profession. No. That's what he, he thought. But in reality, his father was pretty well off. Uh, he wasn't rich, but he certainly wasn't poor. He could feed 17 kids and a mortgage. Yeah, so. exactly. And he noticed that Ben was one of those brainy smart boys. So he's like, I'm going to send him off to grammar school. Maybe he'll like not have to make soap and candles. All right. Good move. <laughs> Good dad. Uh, Good dad. Yeah. Well, the first the first nine of them, candle duty. Candle duty. Got a lot of candles. Yeah. It's dark here. They, you don't have electricity, so you just candling. Yeah. Candling. Have you ever seen that porn where they put the candle in the butthole? Yeah. Then they light it? No. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Mm. <laughs> it sounds good. It was actually called Benjamin Franklin 2, Super Franklin. Nice. The boogaloo, electric boogaloo, yeah. Was it like a porn star, like with the, um, you know, the, the old uh, garb that they used to wear and just a pillow under his shirt, just buffing out and the fake wig and the glasses? Let me see your butthole. Yes. Oh, <laughs> let me see. Uh, so Ben learned how to read, write, and his arithmetic, mm. um, which actually wasn't that uncommon because 75% of males in Boston actually were literate. Okay. Oh. You think about back then, you know, everyone can't read or write, but that really wasn't the case. It's not that hard. Boston, talking to you, yeah. Juicer. <laughs> Boston's always been clever, I feel. Yeah. So after three years of school, his father realized he couldn't afford to send Ben to college. Oh. So like most people Ben's age, he took an apprenticeship, and that apprenticeship was with his daddy. That's cheating. Yeah. That's just working for dad. Yeah. <laughs> but wait, what does his dad work? I thought it was just a soap and wax guy. Well, yeah, that? so he's there making his uh, Yankee candles. I'm assuming it was the, the household. I'm assuming the household this is very common for the time where they would live above where they worked. Uh, yeah, probably. Most likely a lot of, probably. you know, wares yeah. and stuff. You just owned one piece of property. You had a storefront, and then everyone lived upstairs. Yeah. So he was by accident an, an apprentice all the time. <laughs> right. Couldn't get away from it. Yeah. Very quickly, his dad was like, uh, this guy's too much of a nerd to do this job because he's fucking shit up. He can't do the Yankee candles. He doesn't know how to make smells smell good. Oh, mm. that's... He doesn't important. know how to sell the maple syrup with the candles that you're supposed to get when you go to Vermont. I never ordered any brown candles. And he's like, go apprentice with your brother James, who owns a printing press. Mm. Now, printing. Do you guys know about Ben Franklin printing? I, I, I have a feeling I know something, but... You I might teach me more. I'm, I'm bereft here. All right, so printing. That, that is Benny's industry that he's most renowned for. Printing books, newspapers, mail, money. Um, 
But back in the day, an apprenticeship was more of like a contractual indentured servitude. Oh, like internships today. Wow, look at that. Yeah, kind of, except you can't leave them. <laughs> oh, that's fine. That's like college today. <laughs> yeah. He signed up when he was 12, and he was contractually there for nine years. So that meant that whether Ben liked it or not, he was working until he was 21 with his brother. Don't worry, Ben. Since you're my brother, I'll uh, let you borrow my pen when you sign this contract. <laughs> That's mine. It's mine. It's mine. My quill is my quill. Hmm. Do you know what's stronger than the power of a pen? A gun. A, yeah, a sword. <laughs> and a gun. Sword gun. Oh, yeah. Yeah, gun sword blade. Gun. Very important. Yeah. So after a few years, James Franklin started the New England Current in 1721. It was one of four papers in Boston. And Ben, the smarty boy that he was, became an editor. His brother was like, yeah, I don't know. You should write something in it. <laughs> yeah, we're just trying to fill this up with mumbo-jumbo. Yeah. yeah, put actual words on the paper, this this edition, and we'll see how it does. Ben turned the paper into a very spicy paper. How so? So he would often attack the Boston establishment and stir up gossip on prominent figures in the city. Uh-oh. And thus began Benjamin Franklin's long career into shitty tabloid journalism. Uh-oh. Batboy, is he real? Of course. <laughs> That's the type of shit he was writing. I love that. <laughs> wow. National Enquirer, would Ben Franklin nowadays be writing for that shit? Now, Ben, he also hid behind his gossip and criticism of people um, and other papers by hiding behind cryptic pen names or pseudonyms. Oh, yeah, some of these were fun. Yeah, so I'm going to name a few of them. Uh, I got Silence do good yeah that was all a national right. treasure harry meanwell uh all right okay. it's kind of all yeah, right yeah. lazy I see, I see what's going on richard sounders uh travis yes yeah come on guy sounded it yeah, whoa that's right right in the whoa Egg i didn't roll. even know that i didn't put that together Egg because roll. it was multiple and you know yeah hey i'm just here to help all right so we can add that to his shit he was into sounding Definitely. Definitely. That's the proof. The proof's in the pudding. Credit. And the ghost name. Yeah. Gotcha. We got Timmy, Timothy Turnstone. Turn Whoa. all those stones. He's not letting anything go. <laughs> and his fame, most famous, poor Richard. A poor dick. Poor, poor dick. <laughs> I remember that one, too. <laughs> what <the> fuck? <laughs> poor Richard. What? <laughs> what? Huh? Oh, yeah. We got a call <laughs> from uh, poor Richard. <laughs> And s- and smelly jerk <laughs> and dirty Dan. Yeah, it's like really bad Bart Simpson calling. Dumb Willis. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's awful. Poor Richard, actually, like that was more of an editorial type thing, and that would be published internationally. People loved Poor Dick. Hmm. It's just about a poor little guy. Poor Dick. I was going to say, it seems like some. some editorial pieces might be more potent coming from a poorer writer. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, if he just said, like, taxes aren't high enough, or, like, no, taxes are too high as, like, Benjamin Franklin, he'd be like, I don't know what even Benjamin Franklin pays, but if poor Dick complains about he's taxes poor. being too high. Yeah, he's got to be poor. I mean. It's in his name. His mm. first name is poor. It's funny. Every yeah. time we try to pay the guy, he just throws his money down the sewer. <laughs> what an idiot. Uh, uh, P-O-U-R, Dick. Ha, ha, ha. Ah, poor Dick. Yes. Uh, poor. Ooh. Oh, yeah. yeah. Ew. Come on. Ew. Come on. This is a podcast. Trying, not smut. Painting a picture. Trying to drink here. <laughs> oh, yeah. Trying to pour. 
So Ben hated living under his brother's shadow. He started to make a name for himself in Boston as an atheist. What? What yeah, is that? Right? This is America, right? All uh, you know. This is America. Whew, dude, we're here to persecute. We're yeah. here to be under God's word. They don't like that shit in Boston. Boston's like very uh they were very religious. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, got witch trials and shit there. I was gonna say longer, long trials. ago. But yeah. yeah, I was gonna say sooner now. Atheist, well, not modern day, but atheist trials. But if you didn't know America, most of the founding fathers, with the exception of the Adams, were either atheists or agnostic at best. Guess what, all you fucking Twitter users, you're not that original. Yeah, forefathers <laughs> been doing it. Shut up, Donnie Darko. Yeah, separation, separation of Donnie and Darko over here. Oh no. All right, so in 1723, at the age of 17, Ben broke his contract with James and ran away to Philadelphia. Bastard. Philly was a, a Quaker city that was renowned for religious freedom. Freedom. Yeah, baskets. And it was also some probably uh, pretty awkward Thanksgivings after then. Well, really? Yeah, I mean, you run oh, away yeah. from your brother's contract, you know? Yeah. Well, he's got 17 other brothers and sisters. It's a big table. I'll yeah. just blend in with these siblings. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, when he arrived in Philly, he was flat broke, and Ben wandered the streets, uh, his spare clothes popping out of his pockets, eating scraps of bread, and wheezing cheese from the fire hydrants. What are you on? Wheezing nice. cheese from the fire hydrants. Yeah, That's good. It's Wheeze. Philly. Yeah. Wheeze that cheese. Yeah, you gotta. I, I got so comfortable just now. So he's not looking his finest, but he catches the eyes of his future wife, Deborah Reed. Deborah. Where was she throwing him? Oh! Oh! Wait! Oh. Got it. You just got it. Just got it now. Throwing. I'm good. She was like doing that crumb from Our Real Monsters. Yeah, like, oh, look at the gutter. I'll find the toenails. <laughs> when she's his wife long enough, she'll roll her eyes. Oh, yes. <laughs> well, like a Harlem Globetrotter. So she watched him shove some dirty bread into his mouth, uh, probably cheese in his hair. <laughs> And cool. said uh, the the following the following quote. <laughs> Great, nice. Uh, he was that he was the most awkward, ridiculous person in appearance I'd ever seen. But I'd hit that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm bringing him home to dad. <laughs> yeah, amazing. Franklin eventually lands a job as a journeyman with Samuel Keemer. Journeyman? That sounds sexy as all fuck. I want to be a journeyman without the work. It's just a, a regular Joe, working Joe. All right. Journeyman. I still want to be that. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Samuel owned one of Philly's two newspapers. And then Ben land, uh, gets a room at John Reed's house. That's Deborah's Faja. Oh, okay. Mm. So now he's she has this awkward cheese man <laughs> yeah, living in Dad's house. Yeah. <laughs> and we know women don't have any money at this time. They're not moving out. So yeah. she's essentially living with this. Yeah, guy. he'd be like, Deborah, get me the cheeses. Deborah. Uh, that's how that goes. He began to make his name printing gossip rags, like I said before. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, his biggest publication was Busybody. What is that about? Yeah, this is a busybody. Cool. Doing things. Walking in, fast. In which he crammed full of salacious stories of affairs, misfortunes, and scams throughout the Philadelphia area. Hmm. Ben himself stated, uh, if, if any were offended by my publicly exposing their private vices, I promise they will have the satisfaction in, the very, in very little time in seeing their friends and neighbors under the same circumstances. 
You're telling me Boston was a sin. I mean, Philadelphia was a sinful city. Yeah, sin. Right. Brotherly love. But it was maybe might not have been that sinful because Ben was also very outward in saying if there wasn't any scandal, he'd just make shit up about someone. (laughs) So as he's schmoozing and working in the printing scene, he realizes there's only one way in life that he'll be happy. And that's to climb the social ladder up to the top and become a gentleman. Uh, that goes for everyone. Yeah. Become a gentleman. Even you, ladies. Yeah. Come you want to use a real toilet? A urinal? Become a man. Yeah. H- hold the door for yourself. Only gentlemen in this society. No one else. <laughs> so I got to paint a little bit of a picture about yes. the social hierarchy of the 18th century. All right. I'll tell you how well you do. Are you, right. are you, are yeah, you, print, are you printing a lithograph? Yeah, I'm, I'm eyeing you. Uh, and yeah. I'm cooling down tea with my breath. So the, for the average Joe, mm. average Joe... Um, the social hierarchy was slave, indentured servant, journeyman, middling, and then gentleman. Middling. Yeah, what's the middling? That's stupid sounding. Limbo, dude. Sounds Tolkien. Class limbo. Yeah, basically that is just their way of saying middle class, upper middle class. Ah, middies. Yeah, middlings. Yeah. Uh, so a middling was someone that owned their own business um, was skilled in a trade uh, or craft, but was still working and hustling to make a living. Okay, so that's like everyone ever today. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Well, mm. not maybe not everyone ever. No, I know. I'm yeah, just, yeah, for me. yeah, Sky. Like the one percent were the gentlemen. You know what? That's like that's um that's the guy with the wrong supplier. You know, that's Ben Franklin's dad's competition. Who gets his wax from shitty bees? Yeah, that's what that is. Stupid ass bees. Yeah, he can't get it together. Very B-rate skilled bees. Mm. Oh, that was my second dad joke. <laughs> so yeah, like I said, a gentleman is someone that didn't need to work uh, to live com- comfortably. Mainly, they made their money through owning loads of property or possibly a government-appointed job. Um, these gentry. Looked down on people making their money by actually working. As a gentleman had one of few things to do, um, it would either be write poetry, paint landscapes, or dabble in hobbies of science, or maybe collecting exotic antiques. You're not anything until you're useless. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Also, I think it's funny that like a hobby is just science. Back then, yeah. Yeah. Because it was mumbo-jumbo back then. Yeah. They didn't really know what the fuck they were doing. So most gentlemen were born into that status, but there's a rising trend in American businessmen uh, during the 1800s breaking into the upper crust, mainly because there was so much land in America that they would be able to buy land for cheap, and then people would settle there, and they'd become gentlemen. Yeah, wouldn't it be nice? Easy days (laughs) of owning land. So Ben Franklin was obsessed with his image and status. If you think of kind of like Patrick Bateman in American Psycho. Oh, hmm. yeah, okay. Like that level of vanity, you know. He would he wouldn't necessarily kill someone, but he'd throw someone under the bus to like get to the top. Which in some cases could kill them. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I can mean, see that. They had softer buses back then. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Death by quill. Not yeah. not two deckers. Yeah. So working as a journey journeyman, Ben sought uh, patronage, uh, hey. which if you haven't visited patreon.com slash rosemortemcast, does page, patronage. There's a plug! Whoa! <laughs> go say hi. You should just go there. 
Who were Ben's patrons, though? Because, like, we have good patrons. Sexy ones. Ben has stupid patrons. Sexy, but dumb? Yeah. What's going on here? So I know he was also into his ladies. Yeah, but they don't have any money. Yeah, true. I did say that before. <laughs> you say that Thank before. you for fact-checking me. No, his patrons were col- colonial governors um, that saw Ben's skilled mudslinging in his papers and was like, hey, I can have him do his be- or my beating. You know, that monkey throws poop really far. <laughs> Lefty we and We should writing. buy him. We yeah. should buy that monkey and do something neat with it. <laughs> yes. Yes, well, I say we should. <laughs> so one of the first uh, people to well, what was it? Uh, one of the first people he fucks over is his original employer, Samuel Keemer. And don't who, forget his brother. Who's his brother? Oh well, yeah, yeah, James. He fucked over. Come on, his repertoire is not looking too good. But James is over in Boston. I forget about him. He's right. done. Forget about. Okay, him. I forget. I forget. Yeah. So Samuel Keemer, the guy that like got him off the streets. He was the the. Bread in the pockets, cheese man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Deborah's dad, right? So yeah, Deborah's no, not Deborah's dad. Deborah Deborah's dad was who he was living with. Oh, okay. Oops. This was his employer. Sorry. So uh, the governor of Pennsylvania, uh, William Keith, uh, was not very happy with the two papers because they would like show him and his friends in a bad light. So he offered to finance Ben uh, to open up a third independent paper that would show the governor under a better light. So he's, like, essentially fucking over his own employer. Oh, that's cool. That's really cool. Yeah. While Ben is moving up the ranks, he's getting discovered with all these governors. Mm -hmm. Uh, He thinks it's a good time to get married. So, you know, got to settle down a little bit. Uh, I don't know why he would think that. Yeah. How convenient that he lived with with a girl that had the hots for him. Well, she had the hots for him now? She had the hots for him back then when he was cheese boy. He had the hots for him currently. Wait, but I thought that quote was, I thought he was the most awful, wretched awkward. man. Just awkward. awkward. In a charming Aw- way. Awkward's not exactly a buyer, guys. Well, Come on. I'm just saying there's those dudes that like are, you know, they're like hip. Like, I don't know. They're not like- awkward. They're confident and, and scrawny and uh, <laughs> d- dumb in other ways. But awkward is not the landing point. Well, Never I, is. Anyway, she thinks that he's hot. Maybe he had a big old schlong. I don't know. Maybe he saw him dressing. Yeah, well, you you said his uh, clothes were like falling off his body at this yeah. point. Oh, maybe. Yeah, could have seen that meat pipe. Yeah, could have seen that meat pipe. Peeking through the loincloth. I see you. Mm, little pink head there. <laughs> Deborah's father dies, and Ben swoops in and gets engaged to Deborah. What's that? Dead <laughs> dad? Yeah. Oh, your dad's dead. Uh, Woo! Sorry for your luck. Got you. <laughs> Prenup. But he tells, so Ben tells her, he said, I don't want to get married until I'm established. Okay. Right. And by established, he meant fuck off across the ocean to England. Established. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Interesting. So part of Governor Keith's plan for the third newspaper required Ben to set up a shop in London, kind of show that he was like worth it, you know, like instead of like setting him up with a shop right in Philly, right off the bat, he's like. We want to bring in someone that's experienced. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, like when people who own Dunkin' Donuts franchises already get their family members to open another one on the South Shore, and then it smells like shit the entire time. Exactly like that, kind of. Great franchise, really. (laughs) So he is like, yo, Deborah, you got to wait for me. And him and his friend, James Ralph, ship off to the heart of the British Empire. England. England. Yes. There you go. Shortly after James and Ben land in London, they receive a message from Governor Keith basically saying, 
Sorry, bros. Uh, I'm not going to give you no money. Oh. Just, just stay over there. Yeah. So Ben is stranded no with no funding. But he's like, hey, this isn't that bad. Because I actually really like London. And London is full of whores. Oh, Bingo. okay. Also werewolves, are. but we'll talk about whores. Ah, yeah. yeah. Mainly whores. <laughs> whores ben, were a real problem. Yeah. Ben quickly forgets about his fiance Deborah. Goes in for the sliz. <laughs> or as he puts it, uh, in quotes, passions of my youth, exploring into the intrigues of low women. Low uh, women, okay. big tits, uh, sandpaper teeth. Love cheese. Exactly. What's not to like about these women? <laughs> yeah. Flying for that dick, that fucking pink little whistle. Low women. Yeah. He has a dwarfism fetish. Yeah, he loves those low women. Low women. Right, mm. at, right at cock height. Yeah. I don't want to kiss you. Ben falls in love with London and play and what he calls the plays and other places of amusement. Uh, him and James land a printing job to fuel their sexual endeavors. Um, okay. Yes. What a sitcom. Right. Two burnt out Philadelphia dudes in, in a uh, London Kinkos <laughs> yeah, funding their horse yeah. through photocopies. I, I mate, you horny? Quick, grab the papers. Excuse me, we take pounds here, okay? I'm from America. Get it straight. <laughs> uh, ben, in his youth, was pretty much straight edge. No smoking, no drinking, no gambling. But the pretty much? Yeah, he lightened up on some of the things uh, towards the end. He okay. would hit his head against I the mean, wall a few times every now yeah. and then. Oh, yeah, just but, to get to bed. Mm -hmm. But uh, he would drink water at work, which is kind of weird, uh, because... Uh, London wasn't the cleanest place mm. in the world. Okay. Uh, so he's just drinking that poop water and probably getting the shits. But uh, this is he strange liked it. to yeah. me. Yeah. The, what, the tap water in London has got a little poop in it? Well, yeah. It's just gross and grimy. Everyone drank beer because it was clean. Okay. Mm. Er. But all, it meant that all he didn't have anything to spend his extra money on besides horse. It's good to just stick to one hobby. Yeah. Pick one, go for it. Really focus mm -hmm. in, dig down. So Ben stays in London for 18 months, and he wasn't missing Deborah at all. He actually wrote her only once while he was away. And <laughs> good guy. And Ben was a man that constantly sent letters. Like One of the reasons why we know so much about Ben Franklin is that he was constantly sending letters. Mm. You know, He became a postmaster eventually, which we'll get into. But So for him to write his, his fiancée once, it's like, fuck you, dude. Uh, just run this Kinko's. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry about me. Uh, the only reason why he came back to Philly was that there was a food shortage in London, and he saw that there was more opportunity for success in the less established colonies, or else he probably would have just stayed there. Mm. Mm -hmm. So we could blame this episode on hunger, essentially. Yeah, the Hunger Games. Mm. Wow. Terrible movie. Yeah. Terrible book. Yeah, I got through about 15 minutes of that movie and turned it off. Yeah, it was garbage. Mm. You're braver than I. So in 1726, Ben sails back uh, and starts his own printing firm in Philly. Uh, ben still wanted to get married, and he wanted to get settled down. It was time to stop with this, these low women, you know, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What now? But wait, he already has a fiance. Uh, uh, Deborah. Deborah's there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a fiancé on this continent. Oh, shit. I already did yeah. this part. Yeah. So the problem was, uh, Deborah was like, fuck this dude. And she got married to a John Roger. 
which makes sense. Uh, what? 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 <laughs> What part of that makes sense? Well, like, it makes sense that she would leave him. Okay. Yeah, I mean, like, just like, to marry... Of course she's going to marry John Roger. Yeah. yeah. What a good option. Roger, Roger Klutz. Yeah, Roger that. <laughs> um, but that was really no loss for Franklin. He kind of postponed his whole, like, let's get married, and just started sticking his dick in everything. He banged whores, married women, uh, and co- started to court wealthy bachelorettes. Mm. Um, which he was mainly after their dowries because at the time you'd give yeah. a dowry. It was always, I, I never got that really. But yeah. Okay. And, I'm into it. And Ben was racking up his debt at the time, so he was like, "I'm gonna go after these rich chicks and try to get their dabby's money." That's cool. That's what a cool guy does. Yeah, like, I actually like Ben Franklin so far. It's, uh, you know, except for the whole uh, right. If you're gonna cheat on her a million times, you might as well write. Yeah. <laughs> So during this fuck fest, Ben knocks up a chick. Now, we don't know her name or where she was from. At this point, Ben was working in Philly and also New Brunswick, New Jersey. So I don't know if he went for a Jersey girl or a Philly cheesesteak, but he put something in something. No egg rolls. (laughs) All right. Real real vague. Yeah, real vague. So some historians think that this woman may have been married and from a higher social status than Ben, oh. who at this point was still a middling. Oh. So he's probably still middling around. Yeah, probably sneaking into the bed of some gentle lady. Well, I imagine all of this with him as he looks on the dollar bill. Right. right the out of shape, pear yeah. looking yeah, man in his too. 70s. Yeah, and I see yeah. him sneaking through a window, like, you know, <laughs> where's your husband? <laughs> Why is he looking for that? Because you ask where the husband is, because if he's not there, then you jump in. Yeah. And if he's if she goes, he's downstairs, then you go back out the window. Okay. Yeah. Then you're like, meet me behind Because you see her, so you know where she is. Yeah. So you say, where's your husband? Yeah. Then you, gotcha. Then you whisper, meet me behind the hickory tree. Yeah. I'm going to be rock hard with some wood. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be priming myself up. So somewhere in those nine months... 24-year-old Franklin. He's only 24. He's still balding and paunchy, yeah. Yeah. right? So 24-year-old Franklin gets all high and mighty and starts act- acting like a secular saint. He writes his famous uh, Art of Virtue piece, which he lays a moral code to perfection. Wow. Yeah. That's good. We need more of that. Uh, he, well, he writes that thing, and the child is born in secrecy, was sent away um, from... His mother for nursing. What? Like, just another titty. Okay. Put him on an Amazon truck. Yeah. <laughs> See where you go. Slap a packing label across his dopey forehead. Yeah. Have fun in Nebraska, which isn't a state yet. Well, now that Ben is a changed man, he contacted Jeff Bezos, and he was like, where's that package going? Oh. I need that boy. I need that tracking. Give me that tracking. I like that. So, he finds the boy. And he raises him on his own. So good for Ben. He named the boy William Franklin. Okay. It's a little willy. So now Ben's like, I really gotta get married. This is not cool. I mean, I don't mind fathering this bastard, but, uh, you know, gender roles, I need a housewife. Yeah, I need a, I need someone to make me the stroganoff. <laughs> yeah. That's when he heard that John Rogers, oh! Deborah's wife, or husband, mm-hmm. Deborah's husband had fucked off to the West Indies with her dowry and possibly died. <laughs> no. Who framed Roger's dickhole? We don't know yet. Yeah. Go back to Deborah. <laughs> so Ben's like, I'm going to go swoop in and grab this Deborah and marry her. 
Because I also kind of feel guilty. So it's she's at home. She's crying. Uh, for some reason, she's in Clarissa's room from Clarissa Explains It All. <laughs> and uh, the ladder hits the thing, and you got a bald 24-year-old. What's the matter? You crying? I'm impressed you could climb a Check ladder. Check this thing out. Got a kid. You want to uh, start talking again? I know your dad's dead. We could talk about that. Uh, <laughs> what, Roger? What? Oh, Roger's not here? Oh, wow. Can I sleep in your bed? Oh, that's cool. Oh, it's comfy in here. It's nice. Good lighting. The problem was is that Deborah could not legally get divorced with Rogers because it wasn't proven that he was dead and Philadelphia did not permit divorce upon desertion. Yeah. So Deborah and Ben begin a common law marriage thing. They just move in. They're like, fuck it. We're not technically married, but... Okay, that's fine. But many happy relationships start that way. Roommates. Yeah, but it was that was weird for the 18th century. Did someone write a tabloid on him? Probably. Mm. But Ben was probably like, I did it better, so... Yeah, he was like, you even talk about how pink my dick is. Look, I yeah. signed this one. Uh, Ratchet Jones. <laughs> they both actually saw themselves as damaged goods. Really? Yeah. Uh, so oh, Ben Ben had his, Ben had his bastard, and Deborah was unable unable to get divorced. Um, and part of this marriage contract was that uh, Benjamin Franklin's boy William was to be raised as Deborah's own son. And of course, because it was Benjamin Franklin, there was an actual contract that said you must raise this boy as your own. Right, and make sure there's intimates in the house always. <laughs> now the whole raising of William was a hard. Uh, pill for Deborah to swallow because obviously Ben had had loved whoever the mystery lady was or else he wouldn't have gone out of his way to find the child. Well, maybe he just thought he was a handsome kid. Spoiler's not that handsome. Oh, well, oh. <laughs> we all are wrong from time to time. It's not good with the bone structure? Eh, maybe for the day it was alright. For the day. <laughs> for the one day. Yeah, for one day. <laughs> that one day that he showed his stupid face. Now, Ben's relationship with his bastard son was almost textbook. I mean, there wasn't really father-son bonding at that time, and especially if it was an illegitimate child, that shit was, like, non-existent. So Ben was doing a good job with his son, right? Mm. Like, kind of exceptional. Yeah, progressive. Good for him. Good dad. Um, As Deborah grew, or as Deborah, as William grew, Deborah Deborah held a little bit of um, resentment towards him, but... He ne- she never neglected him as a son. This is all set up shit. Sounds real nice and happy, but don't worry about it. We're setting shit up right now. Okay, I like it. All right. Ben was never really happy with his marriage altogether. In fact, he was always ashamed of Deborah. Uh, <laughs> he felt that he deserved a higher status woman. Uh, what is this? He wants low women. He wants higher women. He's all over with the women wanting. Well, well, wants we know the, that the middies are uh, not the good the, ones. The middlings. Yeah. Well, he wants to bang the low women, but married of high women. She truly does not have enough money, and she's a touch bit wall-eyed. <laughs> and I don't like her hair. <laughs> this one smells like beef. <laughs> I feel like they all smell like yeah. beef. Yeah. Yeah. Just a powdered beef, you know? Because yeah. they all powder themselves, right? Yeah, probably with beef. It's better than bathing. Yeah, it keeps the ants away. Just yeah. put more clothes on. Yeah, if any of our uh, listeners want to send us powder to do, uh, so we can powder ourselves oh. for the next episode. I actually need that right now. Yeah, <laughs> a little, little, little it steamy gets hot down, down here. here now. Hey, spring. So as, he worked, as Ben worked his way up the social food chain, he never invited... Deborah once to any social function or dinner. Wall-eyed. Wall-eyed. Hmm. And 
All while Deborah remained faithful, keeping his estate and family in order. Surprise, surprise. Surprise was the most Just, boring surprise. Yeah. Surprise. <laughs> surprise, surprise. I think it's like. Pol- uh, surprise, surprise. Yeah, Polly Shore, surprise, surprise. No, I was definitely caught off guard there. I, I thought this was going to work out. I felt it wrench in my stomach. But he's fucking out there with his uh, Kinko's buddies, DP and Wild Turkeys. Yeah. No, Ben was not faithful at all. Surprise, surprise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, Flat Dick Shovel McGee, Ben Franklin. Now he has a family. His parting passes behind him for now. Okay, cool. Nice. So, he's all about becoming that gentleman. And right now he's a middling. So, he owns his business. He's got some property. He's working hard. That seems like like a little bit more than a middling to me. Does it not? Yeah, but he still has to work. The whole thing is like, are you working? Got it. Then you're a middling. Yeah. If you're doing something, then you're doing it wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, as he's climbing the social ladder, he has a very interesting view on the poor. Uh, he was a, you know, and considering that he thought that he came from the poor, uh, he was a big fan of a writer call, called, Arthur, eh, called Arthur Young, who wrote, everyone but an idiot knows that the lower class must be kept poor. Or they will never be industrious. Uh, I mean, he's not wrong. They gotta be kept poor? Absolutely. Keep him poor. Keep him poor. Well, then Ben Franklin never would have been where he was. Well, okay. I feel it's not saying, like, you have to keep certain individuals in a lower class. I feel like he's saying there must be a lower class, otherwise it topples. Well, Well, I mean, he is saying that. He's saying the lower class must be kept poor. You know Abs- I mean? Absolutely, a hundred percent. Well, then no Ben Franklin. <laughs> what do you mean? Because he was poor. But well, you can like work your way out. He's you changing can... classes. Yeah, you know what I mean, not that's not a, well. You not can wriggle your you can wriggle your way out. You can burst through the the class. Right. Congratulations, sir. Well, basically, you're one of us now. Yeah, yeah. I feel like the the part the, the the individuals of the class can move. But, like, the, the poor class has got to stay poor, otherwise it's socialism. Well, from Arthur Young's point of view, they needed the poor for labor and servitude in order to keep the gentleman life of leisure. Mm. You know what I mean? So it's more yeah. of, like... Yeah, you got you to gotta have someone to shovel coal. With, yeah, without poor people, you're not getting your morning Pop-Tarts, sir. No. No, 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 no icing on those for you. Nope. Uh-uh. You're getting... Wheat. Yeah. You're just going to wake up and sit on the edge of your bed and wait for someone to put on your shoes, and they're never going to come. My man! My man! My man! man. Untuck me! (laughs) (laughs) He's just wiggling his feet, like, get me out! Yeah, the the gentlemen at the time are so weak, they just get stuck in their beds. (laughs) I've got to paint something! (laughs) Ben joined up with his fellow middling peers... And formed a fraternity of to distinguish themselves above the in quotes vulgar ordinary people. What's going on? Here? Uh, this is a weird class episode. They they named themselves uh, they named their frat the Leather Aprons mm. because they were ambitious tradesmen. Right. So they were workers, but exclusive workers. Yeah, and then a gentleman joined their club, so they're like, we can't be that anymore. We're going to call ourselves Junto. Oh. Junto. 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 So. Come down to P.T. Barnum and see Junto, <laughs> the seven-foot-tall midget yeah. with, with arms for toes. And Benjamin Franklin's dick. Ah. Ah. 
amazing. So the whole point of the frat was for them to uh, self-improve each other, oh. betterment of society. Basically, it was just under the table, monopolizing the markets. Great. So yeah. they're actually making like financial moves and being oh, yeah. players. Okay. Yeah. It's not just they're not just out. talking. It's not like that cigar shop. Oh, the cigar shop is that's exactly what they're doing. Yeah, but they're actually doing stuff. Like smoking a cigar. Ben wouldn't do that because he doesn't smoke. Um, yeah. Still, he still hangs out. Where have you been, Ben? But wait, uh, doesn't that fraternity sound like something that already exists? Oh, you mean uh, the? Wow, I'm totally blanking right now. Uh, Freemasons. Freemasons. Yeah, yeah. Freemasons. That's oh, correct. Yeah. Especially with like the leather apron. Yeah, yeah. They are, like they already wear aprons. Yeah. <laughs> like men. So uh, the Freemasons were founded in 1717. So. They existed. Ben heard about them. He's like, I'm just going to do that because why the fuck not? So he forms the first uh, lodge in America, the St. John's Masonic Lodge. Mm-hmm. And eventually Franklin would become the Grand Master of all lodges in Pennsylvania. Cool. That meant a lot of opportunity. Yeah. Like that wasn't exclusive to the middlings. That was mainly the upper class doing uh, it. Yeah, that's a lot of money right there. You got all the exclusive guys. Those dudes didn't rent their bowling shoes. They bought them. Wow. <laughs> oh, and yeah. the laces. Yeah, and they only bowled like once a year. Yeah, and they had their own pool sticks, but they never played pool. That's right. Oh, wow. That's kind of like me. I have my own pool stick. <laughs> you hate pool. I know. You fucking hate it. Why do you have a pool stick? My dad got it for me because I went <laughs> I went to go play pool once with you, and he was like, oh, you like pool? <laughs> oh, you didn't tell me that. <laughs> nice. Uh, <laughs> so Ben used his connections to start the library company. <laughs> that Interesting. sounds like the worst business pitch I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, right? We're, Explain we're gonna, it. We're going to offer something that is already a public service, but charge for it. Mm. Blockbuster. Uh, so we're going to send DVDs through the mail. Don't don't scratch them. It's your fault if they get yeah. scratched yeah. through the mail. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this won't go anywhere. No, nowhere. Uh, pushing it, He also pushed his agenda for printing money paper, because they were using coins. At the time. Coins are heavy. Mm. I hate that. Yeah. Mm. And eventually become the postmaster of Philadelphia. And all that influence made him into a quote mulatto gentleman. Oh, a mulatto well, gentleman? Does yes. that, that, that sounds... was his mom all of a sudden black? Yeah. Uh, well, on. I mean, it's a little derogatory, uh, but is it? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. But uh, so basically, he was still working, like he was still working at all these businesses, but he was mingling with the gentlemen. So it was like you're not really one of us, but he was cool enough. Yeah. It's definitely racially bad. Yeah, he was the only guy. Say. He was the only guy who like came in with slightly dirty hands. Yeah, and yeah. still opened his own pop tarts. So that fact caused ben, ben to have a lot of self hatred. He felt like he wasn't good enough. It's true. It's just true, man. At home, he tailored his son William to become a child of a gentleman. So gave him the best education he could. And Deborah then gave birth to a daughter, Sarah. And Franklin was hoping that he would be able to marry off her off to a social higher social status. She was just born. <laughs> yeah, but right off the bat, he's like, oh, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Finally, in 1748, at the age of 42, Ben acquired enough wealth that he could retire from active business. 
Okay, right. so he could finally be that gentleman. He's finally the gentleman. Oh, he's so gentle. Oh, smoke this cigar finally. Yes. Uh, and also, he retired at age forty-two. I mean, what? Yeah, what? it's not horrible. I mean, that's pretty crazy. I don't know anyone else who retired that young. No. So Franklin quickly got himself a few slaves, as you do. Bought himself an old house. As you do. As you do. Which was built three years ago. Yeah. By slaves. <laughs> Everything by was, slaves. Yeah. <laughs> that was old for the time. And set out for his life of leisure. I like him now. I'm actually. gentle now. Uh, first thing he did, he was like, hey, I'm going to create a phony family crest so I, so I can look better. Yeah. Hey, I read this book, Harry Potter, and they had like different uh, houses that the kids were in. But I think we do that with this house, and uh, I'll be the Dumbledore. <laughs> I Dumbledore. I'll be the Dumbledore, and you guys could be under my house. Slytherin. Yeah. I'll put my dick on it. We'll yeah. call it Slither Boys. Put this hat on your head. It'll tell you how many pepperoni you can eat. So what was on his uh his little shield there? His uh I don't know exactly, crest. but I don't he, he basically just found Franklin just from some other family named Franklin that was noble. Mm-hmm. Just oh. like took that and changed a few things. Oh, he just okay. wanted to DVR and changed a few things. Yeah, oh, exactly. Damn it. He went to Fiverr and <laughs> had someone make crest. Tweak he this. did what the fat Jew does. Yeah. Then Ben tried some poetry. And, and he was like, fuck that shit, I'm better at writing tabloids. <laughs> These words are dumb. <laughs> Tabloids yeah. don't have to rhyme. Yeah. Fuck it. <laughs> he took on a whole new look, wearing a lot of silk robes and having portraits done of himself. It's a good look. Ooh, silky. How many portraits did he have done? He had a fuck ton of portraits done throughout his life. I was going to say he seemed like he likes himself. He loved getting his portrait done. Would he ever have, like, two done at the same time? Ooh. Or you'd, like, you know, do, ah, do this good and then side. be on a swivel chair? And... Yeah. Come on. And then power stance the other way. Get a, yeah. get a glamour shot of that shoulder. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. The picture I'm going to actually use for this episode, uh, you know, if you go on Instagram or Twitter, uh, follow us, you oh, see yeah. a picture of you young Ben Franklin. And mm. He looks very stupid. Very dapper? Yeah. It's no stupid. He's oh, okay. got that stupid wig on, you know, like. Yeah. <laughs> the old judge's wig. Yeah. They still wear those in uh, over in England. Merry old jolly old England. That chimneys. was something he picked up over there when he was in the Kinko shop. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, and then he decided Ben decided to start tinkering with things and experimenting. Uh, because he had all the time that he wanted to do whatever he wanted. You mean like you with egg rolls? Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. All right, that's a running thing now. Now I'm just egg roll boy. Making it happen. <laughs> do now I'm just a time. general sow if you're talking about it. Oh, I, I know you can get generally soured up if you put a little <laughs> egg roll in there, you know? Hmm. His number, Ben's number one fascination was electricity. Oh, yeah. Oh, I totally I forgot about that. Same. <laughs> right. I thought, yeah, that's, that's some weird cartoon shit. You don't really commit to adult memory. Yeah, you learn that one in, like, second grade, and you're like... He lived? That probably didn't happen. Right. So, also, also, what when you learn about that shit in school, at least in America, it kind of comes off like Ben Franklin invented electricity. Because it's like, we knew about what electricity was. Like, mm. he wasn't the first person to be like, that's electricity. Yeah, like I mean, there was plenty of lightning beforehand. Uh, he was the one that found out that lightning was electricity, but we knew that oh. electricity existed. Come on, I'm trying to... Dang us! Yeah. I feel like yeah. it's a gimme. Like, but that's just my modern brain. Just I don't like, know. Of course lightning is electricity. Yeah. It's this flashy shit in the sky. Yeah, but I don't know if there's any... If electricity to, like, a Benjamin Franklin was 
bright and flashy. You know what I mean? It's like one of those. Yeah. So let me tell you about early electricity and the study of that. Um, so it was more of a form of entertainment or like a curiosity that uh, was performed for the rich by electricians. So if you know, Man, magician, electrician, right? Oh. That really has changed over time. <laughs> yeah, right? They got to be in union. Yeah, yeah. They're There's, still mythical creatures. Yeah. They, they should sell like little electrician kits. Like they do the magic sets. <laughs> yeah, here you go. Uh, stick this fork in there and have fun, kids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I used to do that. That was cool. You can lick your hands first. So a ki- the kings wow. and queens would be wowed when electricians could produce sparks or pass currents through people. Like, you remember, I think I did that when I was a kid. You know, you, you held this thing and then everyone would hold hands and it would light up. Yeah, it was called a Vander Graaff. That's yeah. the type of shit they were doing. Yeah. Yeah. Never, did, never did it. Yeah. Still don't believe in electricity. You can't prove it. <laughs> so Ben was very fascinated in it. He bought himself a Leiden jar, which was like an early form of capacitor. Yeah. He called it his miraculous bottle. <laughs> <laughs> this is familiar, yeah. Yeah. And with the help of his son, William, began experimenting. His first experiment, can you guys guess? Put it behind a bush. See what happens. Yeah. His, a bear trap. His first experiment was how to cook a turkey using electric shock. <laughs> that is fine. <laughs> oh, but was, was the turkey dead first? <laughs> they just trying to hook it up. They're like, he's never going to see it coming. Oh, just wait till it touches it. Yeah, get it, it, get it. All right, yeah. fry him. Just, I just see him like moonwalking on carpet with wool socks really fast. Like, I'm going to kill a turkey today. Gotta get this boy. Oh. Shuffle, uh, shuffle, shuffle. It's like when you first barbecue, you know, when you're like 14 years old and your parents are out and you, uh, you cook a burger for the first time and you know, have no idea what you're doing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And like you either, you either have a pink mass or just like a, <laughs> a bit of charcoal and you're like, oh, I think I nailed it. <laughs> Dude, the charcoal's so good. I'm like the next guy Fieri. Yeah, well, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. His most famous experiment. You guys know that shit. We talked about it. Kites. Kinda. Yeah. It's flying that kite. Right. So, I mean, that's pretty fucking stupid. He attached a key to a kite, flew it in a thunderstorm. Yeah. Why didn't he just get a drone? Well, also, he knew it was stupid because he had just been zapping turkeys. So he was like, yo, William, you could go fly that kite. Yo, you do that. Do the the thing I kill turkeys with on yourself. Yeah, Yeah, go out there, you Neanderthal. So, uh, what did he find out? Like I said, that lightning was, in fact, electricity. Wow. And it was drawn to metal, or like grounded metal objects. So, a.k.a. the key and his son. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, so, Ben actually invented the first lightning rod. His which, son. Well, yeah, but like, the first, like, on a house lightning rod. Which was an international sensation, because before that... When there was a thunderstorm, your wood house got struck by lightning. <laughs> it's not house it's no more. It's not wood no more. Or house. This is the metaphorical uh, wolf that would blow on the pig's house. Yeah. Us being the pigs and, you know. Lightning just, being a wolf. Yeah. And brick is, it's an, an analogy I'm deeply regretting as I'm talking about it. <laughs> so this whole making the lightning rod thing made Ben Franklin the first, America's first international celebrity. People around the world called him the 18th century Isaac Newton. Hey, cool. Yeah. Hey, I'm Benjamin Franklin, and I got news for you. Put this lacrosse stick on top of your house, 
And I assure you, it will not burn down because of stuff that happens in the sky. I repeat, you buy one now, get a second one free, put it on your mother's house. Does your mother live with you? That's all right. Find someone else to put it on. You got a neighbor's house that's very close? Buy two. Yeah. That's probably how he sailed, Pigeon. Sounds yeah. magical. Mm-hmm. Ben kept experimenting with electricity, writing scientific papers, and inventing. Over the course of his life, he received many honorary degrees and doctorates from universities around the world. He never actually went to school, though. But they're just like, yeah, you take that. Yeah, well, back then, they didn't teach you in schools anyway. Right. So I'm going to go over some of Ben's inventions. Inventions? You guys know, do you guys know any of them? Uh, Without looking at my script? <laughs> um, I feel like an idiot right now. Yeah, me too. Well, Co- Cody, you might be using one right now. A chair. Microphone. No, Ben actually invented the first bifocal glasses. Okay. Because Ben was a lazy fuck, and he didn't like switching his glasses. That's a good move. Because he was nearsighted and farsighted. That was in uh, National Treasure. Yeah. Uh, was it? Was it? Yeah, like... it, was the, it, was the, it was the glasses that you had to like f- use the levers to like flick the different lenses out of the way. Mm. Uh, he also invented a thing called the Franklin Stove. What kind of sex position is that? <laughs> okay. Uh, Franklin Stove yeah. is when you're on the banister and you all slide down one after another, man, woman, man, woman. Oh. It's like Russian nesting dolls as long as you ignore the chafing. That's pretty cool. Or it could just be man, 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 man. Well, there's man. friction involved, so I see where you're going. Yeah. yeah okay. Like can lube up the pole, but I think they had that in China already. It's called the Chinese Dragon. Yeah. No, the Franklin stove was actually the first enclosed fireplace. So, like, people would just have their fireplace, and it would the house would fill up with smoke. And Benjamin Franklin was like, why don't you just put it in a box? And have the box have outside access. This is amazing. <laughs> so this guy stopped people from burning down their house in two ways. <laughs> two ways. Oh, amazing. Another one was swimming fins. Okay. That's, so Ben fun. Ben loved to swim. He was a big, big fat boy. He was lazy. And he didn't really like kind of swimming around burning energy, just like being in the water. So he strapped two planks of wood to his feet oh. to help him propel through the water. Gotcha. Uh, did he also invent the helmet? Was it just a cracked in half cantaloupe that he just kind of squeezed on there? <laughs> yeah, this is my helmet. Yeah. You know, just in case something comes at me. <laughs> oh, dear. And this this one's actually really interesting. Um, I kind of want to do a clip of it. Okay. Um, it's called the Armonica. Not a harmonica. What is going on? Armonica. Okay. So, Ben had heard some people playing silver uh, crystal glassware. You know, when they, like, yeah. put their finger around and goes, ooh. Yeah. So, he was like, hey, we should make something that's more like a piano or an organ with that. Because I like that sound. Um, so what he did was he set up these, like, a set of glass, glasses on this, like, spool, and you'd power it with your foot, and it would spin, kind of like a cotton gin type thing. Oh, that's also called the glass harmonica. It's called the glass harmonica. Uh, Yeah, Yeah, I know know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. The grooves and... uh, Yeah, and you, you play it with your hands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your yeah. wet hands. Wet hands. But back then, everyone's them. hands were wet all the time anyway. It was just the diet, probably. Yeah. The thing about this instrument he made was that it was said to make people go crazy. Oh. 
because of the sounds and the frequencies. Oh, yeah, okay. I could see it's that. It's a weird frequency. But also, the crystal was made with lead, and they didn't know about that say, shit. Like, <laughs> so they're, like, wetting their fingers and just, like, getting lead all on there. And licking like, their fingers and going yeah. back in. Yeah. I could do that no better. I was going to say, it's mercury or lead somewhere in there. All right, and the last one, I think we all know very well. It is the catheter. <laughs> Oh, really? You yeah, hate to get okay. out of bed that much? <laughs> yeah, you know, you just ram that tube in your pee-pee. Yeah, exactly. Ben, why don't you just piss in this bottle? <laughs> Nonsense! I have a tube inside my dick! <laughs> yeah! Efficiency. Yes. So, Ben... All right, that, those are all his inventions. That happened over the course of his life. I kind of nice. diverged a little bit there. That was all of them? Well, I mean, he did more. He did a lot more. That was but the these no- were the notable okay. ones. Okay, all right, yeah. cool. Nice. He invented a lot of shit. Mm. Um... So back to kind of the narrative. Uh, ben Franklin was a royalist. Oh, okay. Now, not, not a loyalist, per se, but a royalist. That meant that he put his faith in the monarchy. He wanted the crown uh, to govern this British, the British subjects of America. Um, and Ben also believed that America was meant for British subjects and Native American tribes only. Any other nationalities were not welcome. Get up to Canada, you French weirdos. Well, and stay there. Yeah. <laughs> Pennsylvania actually had a very large German population. And a lot of Dutch, too. Yeah, right? and a lot of Dutch. Yeah. So Ben Franklin wrote this. Why should the Palatine boars be suffered to swarm into our settlements and by herding together establish their language and manners to the exclusion of our own? Okay. Yeah, 100%. I'm yeah. not going to open up a Wawa next to a bunch of Dutch people. <laughs> I'm a founding father, for fuck's sake. Yeah. He also hated the Irish and Scots, even though they were kind of British citizens. Yeah. It's, Especially it's for the Scots. Paradox. Yeah, they were kind of like secondhand citizens. Citizens. Ooh. Citizens. <laughs> See what I did there? It's a good horror movie name. Yeah. Uh, blacks and other Europeans' nationalities... Were, were hated by Ben. Uh, he said America was the land of the lovely red and white, referring to Native Americans and white people. Interesting, because there's no right. blue-skinned. Yeah, <laughs> just anyone okay. blue-skinned. Hmm. If you eat enough silver, you turn blue. Yeah. Uh, the colonists, especially people who lived on the frontier, were very concerned about the French and Native tribes that lived along the borders, especially in the Ohio Valley and Canada. Ben always thought that uh, it would be smart for all the colonies to have a central assembly in order to unite them, kind of provide one voice to the king in order to mobilize a colonial militia if the French ever attacked. So, like, instead of, like, working with these governors and having to wait to hear back from England, he kind of wanted to have, like, a central core um, representative to the king that could, like, be like, hey, we need a militia to fight these guys. Right. Um, Makes sense. Makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Um, but, um, but this assembly would fuck over a few, uh, colonies in particular. Yeah. Uh, one of them being Pennsylvania, because Pennsylvania was a proprietary colony, which meant that Hmm. it wasn't governed directly by the crown. It was governed by a family, the Pens. Oh, no shit. That's weird. Yeah. It's fucking weird. The Pens. Oh, the 15s. (laughs) <laughs> the Pen 15s. Gotcha. Um, so if they all assembled, they'd be kind of be like usurping their power, and that was a whole big thing. Mm-hmm. 
But in 1754, shit hit the fan, and the French-Indian War kicked off. Or as Europeans might know it, the Seven Years' War. Okay. Uh, this was pretty much a world war between England and French and all, and all of their colonies, but the powder keg was in the American frontier. Hmm. So shit kicked off right in Ben's backyard. Oh, fuck, oh, fuck. Oh, fuck, get the lightning rods. <laughs> wow. The British sent hundreds of thousands of troops to the colonies to defend America, uh, uh, but because there was no fast communication across the Atlantic, the colonies were not able to organize uh, militias fast enough to defend the initial attack. Mm. Um, ben and William Franklin led troops with no prior military experience, mind you, because they were gentlemen. Of course. <laughs> Just like a bunch of ninnies falling out of the steps, you know, like as they run out of the mansion. Charge! Yeah, go! Tripping over each other. Go, boy! We Get had em. 30 casualties and we didn't make it out the driveway. <laughs> ben and a bunch of his political gentlemen called a meeting in Albany, New York. This plan was to finally unite the colonies under one governing body, under the crown. Oh. Right? So it's not... It's not like America. It's like, hey, we need to, instead of all these different colonies operating on their own, we need to be like, hey. This is, uh, don't tread on me, mate. It's interesting that you would yeah. say that because Ben b began printing uh, a certain propaganda to promote this union under the king. Mm. And one of the pictures that he printed was the snake cut into all different pieces. Mm -hmm. It yeah. says, join or die. You've probably seen that. Right. Which is, uh, I mean, it really doesn't make sense, but it's fine. Well, I mean, people take that as like, join America or die. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But it really, the way that it was originally printed, basically read kind of as join under the British crown. Or we're as all going to as, as a collective royal governor, wow. uh, under collective royal governors, or die to the French and okay. Indians. Oh, that so, makes more sense for that poster then. Yeah, right. It's like it's not so much like let's be free. It's like we need more control, like from the king. Wow, imagine that! Yeah. I can't wait to to break some hearts with this one. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> so this Albany Union ultimately fails. Uh, there's a major the major factor, like I said, was those proprietary charter colonies. Uh, and those families not wanting to give up power. Mm -hmm. But eventually the French and Indian War con uh, concludes, and this whole thing of trying to unite the colonies really kind of gave Ben a bad name in the eyes of the Pens that owned Pennsylvania, because he still felt that all colonies should be directly governed by the king, yeah. and not by these people. Right, not by the 15s. Yeah, not by the Pen 15s. Yeah, that's the joke that's being, that's what we're going to call it now. Yeah, is that? Can we do that? Pen, pen, fifteen. Can we make that happen? Have you guys ever heard that joke before? Benjamin Franklin. I, I think I have heard of Benjamin Franklin. Yeah. Benjamin fifteen. Damn ben, it. Ben fifteen. That's what they call. Ah, you made it. Ah, right. oh, Ben. Yeah, there you go. Just rolls off the tongue. It's like Ben ten. So Ben's stirring up shit with the pens and depends. He's wearing depends. Yeah. Oh, great. Okay, yeah, I like it. So he wants to appeal his case to Parliament in England, uh, and the pens live in England. They live in London. And they, don't, just, they don't even live in Pennsylvania. Imagine that, owning a giant piece of property like that and never stepping foot on it. I feel like most landlords do that. Yep. <laughs> this is nice to look at, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It's good to know that we have it. They're give, it's making me money. Put it with the others. All right. So in 1757, 51-year-old... 
Ben and his son William say goodbye to Deborah and Ben's daughter Sarah and ship off to London. Again with this. Again. Their mission was to represent colonial interests within the London's elites in hopes of ending the Penn's family rule of Pennsylvania and placing it under the rule of the king. I'm sure he was doing other stuff too, and I'm sure Deborah was like, this is fine. This is totally fine. fine. Yeah. Last time it was fine. This is going to be fine. So now, this was supposed to be a quick trip over to London. Maybe like a year or two. Remember, it takes a long time to get there, so a year or two is quick. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, if you remember last time when Ben went to London, you know, it was pretty much party time at that point. Yeah. And now he was an international celebrity from his work in the sciences. Oh. So you can imagine where Ben Franklin's art of virtue went. To coming in socks. Right in the egg roll. Wow. Damn. Oh. <laughs> this place is awesome. I'm not going back. So the quick trip. Ben, ben originally, or he spent five years in London. Okay. He returned to Philly for two years and then went back to London for 10 more years. So he lived over in London for 15 years. That's, a, that's chunky. Yeah. Mm. Good man. I'm good at math. Uh, you have that written down, don't you? I didn't check. Yeah, that. I did. <laughs> I'm good at math. It's all right. That's, you know, uh, you're always going to have a calculator on you. Yeah. So, yeah. True that. Franklin's residence in London was number seven Craven Street near Charing Cross, which I don't know, whatever that is. That shows up in a lot of fucking Cra- Sherlock Holmes books. Craven Street? Craven no, Street. No, Charing Cross. Charing Cross? Yeah. Uh, he, he lived with the lady of the house, Margaret Stevenson, mm. and her daughter, Polly. He now, now that he lived with a mom and a daughter, he was like, I don't even need my other wife or daughter. New wife I daughter. got new ones. I could sell this daughter. And they're English. Yeah, so both of them and William, now he has a new family. Well, what happened to the, the daddy there? He just likes these uh, these bastard widows. Yeah, I think she was widowed or something like oh, that. All right. So Ben's... Regal Rogered. Yeah, Ben's dick was all over London once again. Good. Uh, he Yay. was fucking Margaret. He was fucking whores. Uh, whatever he get his hands on. Really? And uh, he was a ce- celebrity, so there was actually a gym- jingle made about Ben Franklin in one of the papers. And Can we sing on. it? Yeah. Well, Tom, you want to sing it? It's at the bottom. Sure. I'm not good with musics. Yeah, you're the music boy. Hmm. This song sucks. <laughs> All right. Franklin, though plagued with fumbling age, needs nothing to excite him. But he is ready to engage when younger arms invite him. Oh, that was amazing. That was a little, that was a, yeah, jingle. It's a little spicy. He's looking for those younger ladies. Well, the English do love their songs. They do. Have you ever seen a football match? Ah, uh, footies. They know Like every time I hear either in a movie or uh, I have heard it in real life a couple times, uh, a bunch of English dudes singing a song. Yeah. I, I get sad. I get, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's this mixture of like, what are you people doing with your lives? And then also it goes back to me. Why, why don't I have friends like this? Yeah. Why don't, why don't I have friends who teach me songs? Well, Travis, you're my first friend to teach me a song. I'll, I will, thank you. I, don't teach I forgot you. already. If you're like a true Englishman, it sounds like you broke your jaw. You go, I'm right, 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 right. Benjamin Franklin, he's uh, got a dick on his mouth, <laughs> on his hand. Benjamin Franklin, he, he's got a um, hand in marriage in his hand. <laughs> he's a good time, in it? So, Ben Franklin's dick 
Ah, yeah! There it is. There's Ben, ben Franklin's ben dick. Ben Franklin used his dick to mingle within the upper crust of London. Mingling dick. That's what those holes are for. Yes. yes. He attended the Hellfire Club, or also called the Knights of West Wycombe. I do not want to stick my dick in that room first. Yeah, this yeah. is actually very weird, and it this isn't conspiracy at all. This is something that he wrote about in his letters. So it kind of sounds like a conspiracy, but there's... It's common knowledge. Mm. Okay. Um, so this was a secret society of nobles and members of parliament. Like, in terms of secret, we didn't know who the members were in particular. Right. But he was kind of writing from it from an outsider's point of view. Um, that performed sacrilegious rituals, had crazy orgies, and discussed the inner workings of society while balls deepened someone else. Yeah, I guess I would turn you on if you're into right. real political gain and you're yeah. just pumping away. Their motto was, do what thou wilt. Um, these meetings were held at the Medmenham Abbey and its secret underground caves. Whoa. Uh, the place was refashioned from a Christian church to a pagan uh, church with Greek and pagan themes, phallic symbols, and other items of sexual nature. Interesting. Yes. Yeah, posh. The maidens, a.k.a. prostitutes, yeah. uh, att that attended were dressed as nuns, while the members dressed as monks or, Christ or characters from the Bible. Okay. <laughs> and how many lubed-filled super soakers were in this place? Uh, I don't You could basically go on Pornhub and look for this oh, wow. right now. Yeah, if you type Thanks. in Benjamin Franklin in Pornhub, <laughs> you are going to find the, the longest orgies to date. So, uh, one, uh, another, this is from a different source, not Benjamin Franklin. His name is Horace Walpole. <laughs> nice. <laughs> he described the members as... Ha, the members. Yeah. <laughs> as uh, the practice was rigor rigorously pagan. Bacchus and Venus were deities whom they most, almost publicly sacrificed to. And while the nymphs and the hogsheads that were laid in, the, in against the festivals of this new church sufficiently informed the neighborhood of the complexion of those hermits. What does that mean? I don't know. Okay. Basically, why did you read that then? Well, basically, I I don't know why I put it in there. I saw Hogshead. I was, was like, funny. That's Yeah, cool. yeah, that was funny. You just take that out. Well, no, I'm not. I'm not going to. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was hogwash. Yeah, yeah it, it, was, it, was, it didn't make any sense. All right. Well, that, that's a throwback to our Shakespeare episode. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So... While Ben, while Ben was at the, Ben was at these fucking satanic sex orgies, <laughs> but while Ben liked all women, he was not. Uh, sorry, while Ben liked all women, he and he wasn't hesitant to fuck an eighteen-year-old or probably a sixteen-year-old because that was legal back then. Um, he had a thing for older women. Ben, in his wise old years, penned uh, a little novel called. Advice to a young man on the choice of his mistress. <laughs> Great. Yeah. I feel Great. like that should be on a periodical rack, a bad one. Yeah. yeah. Can we get a copy of that book? I want a yeah, probably. subscription like, to that magazine. I feel like Jordan Peterson read that book a few times. <laughs> In there, Ben says this. In all your amours, you should prefer the old women to young ones. Every animal that walks upright... The deficiency of the fluids that fill their muscles appears first in the highest parts. Uh, the face first fills, the face first grows lank and wrinkled, then the neck, then the breasts and arms. 
but the lower parts continue to stay as plump as ever. So I don't know if that's not true. So covering all above with a basket and regarding only b- what's below the girdle, it's impossible of two women to know young of young or old. All right. <laughs> Just draw a laundry basket on it yeah. and fuck the shit out of it. Yeah, a vagina's a vagina. Yeah. Oh, man. Until you're, like, dead, apparently. Just keep doing Just it. Just keep banging it. Also, under the girdle. I feel like this is the kind of guy who would, lo- if you put him in modern day society, if he saw a young person eating a yodel, he would tell him how to do it better. Yeah, exactly. You know, you gotta peel the skin off. It yeah, you just gotta, you gotta, fuck, you gotta, you gotta wrap it around your finger like this, kid. You gotta fuck, oh, put it right in there. You gotta, you gotta inside oh, out. Oh, you see that that old woman? She's a little ugly, right? <laughs> now, if you put a basket on, <laughs> put a basket on it. Only like, look what's under the girdle. Yeah, tie her off like a Monty Python sketch. <laughs> yeah, use the wicker one so you can like <laughs> spit through it. <laughs> yeah, she'll get some breathing room. You don't want anyone hurt. Yeah. He also goes on to make point that a old woman cannot get pregnant. And that all cats are gray in the dark. <laughs> he's a witty bastard. I like him. He is fun. Yeah. Remember, he's married the whole time. <laughs> yeah. With children. His his wife's can't read. <laughs> yeah. I like how he just vaguely said any, any animal that walks on two feet. Yeah. yeah. Well, that was a very weird way of saying yeah, a lot it. Of, a lot the, of animals walk on two feet. You don't think they do. Like, well, like ducks. Well, like he was saying, the the deficiency of the fluids that fill the muscle muscles, like that's what makes you old, is it? I don't know. I don't no, know. dude, he does. He's yeah, hogwash science man. That yeah. sounds like Huffington Post shit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, he, how to how to lo- how to increase your libido and lose weight in nine easy steps. It's a Vice article. Yeah. I wore a wicker basket. I was an old woman for a week, and here's what happened. <laughs> you wouldn't believe what happened. <laughs> Ben was actually caught in the act on a few occasions. Um, there's one that stand, one moment that stands out in particular. So he asked his painter to come by his apartment on Craven Street to paint him a portrait. He loves getting him <laughs> his picture taken. Sunday's portraits. Yeah. I'm Franklin. I do these. Do my portrait. <laughs> okay. So the painter arrives on time and he opens the door to Ben's place and he found the maid on top of Ben with his. With her hands down his trousers. Oh, oh my goodness. So Ben yelled out, Get out! Come back tomorrow! <laughs> Don't paint me like this! Don't paint me! So the painter ran home quickly and, like, sketched out what he had witnessed <laughs> from his memory. I was Good boy. gonna say, one of the worst things to do when there's no cameras around is invite a painter over mid-hand job. Right, this mm. is, like, the first, like, paparazzi Kind of, you know what I mean? Like he's yeah. there's no picture, but he's like, oh, this is what I saw. Blah, blah, blah. I like. <laughs> I wonder what excuse he fed him to leave. So, you didn't see me with a hooker in my pants. I have to go now. So, he's just a gentleman. Me? He doesn't have to explain so himself. So this this is the sketch here. It's a little hard to see, but it is. If you take a peek but, here, you can see where her hand is going down his trousers. Indeed, that's an that's, that's a comfy chair he's in. Yeah, good times. Scandalous. Yeah, so it's kind of like Beauty and the Beast, but the Beast is less hairy. Yeah, it looks (laughs) more like a potato. What about Deborah? 15 years. Oh, yeah, I forgot about her. Yeah. As he did. Yeah. He's been gone for 15 years. And what she's been doing this whole time while while her husband fucks his way through London, well, she's been in Philly, keeping, taking care of Ben's house, raising... His daughter. That's all she really wants. Okay. 
Ben would Ben would send her silverware, dinner plates, portraits of himself, (laughs) and other fineries. Uh, Some people say that maybe it was a sense of guilt that they did that. Probably not. He just probably wanted to put it in his house. Yeah, Um, yeah. Hang this up over there. Don't you don't even have to look at it. His letters to her were infrequent and usually cold cold and formal. Uh, She would write back asking when he would return. And Ben would always say something like soon or next spring or or in a year, but never followed through soon for 15 years. Yep. Uh, and eventually, I mean, we know that the revolution is coming um, when rebellion started to break out. The Sons of Liberty uh, were attacking all these houses and raiding and looting. Mm-hmm. She would actually she actually armed herself and defended his house. Uh, from these raiding parties. And she was in her 60s at that point. Don't talk about Ben. He's a good man. He's <laughs> yeah. not doing anything over there. No. Nothing. No sketches say otherwise. Ben Ben was never there for his daughter Sarah's wedding or the birth of her child. Um, and eventually in 1769, after years of Deborah pleading for Ben to come home, Deborah had a stroke. Um uh, Poor Deb. Jeez. But she survived because she was a fierce-ass bitch. You go, okay. Deb. Um, but uh, her daily chores and activities became very hard because she had a stroke. Imaginable, yeah. Uh, but there was no words of pity from Ben at all. <laughs> Keep doing it with your strokey arms. Yeah. Ben. Did, did he know? Oh, yeah, he knew. <laughs> oh, my God. He's Deborah, the reason of it. Shit. Deborah was struggling, and one month she overran her monthly spending in 1771. Mm-hmm. Ben writes back to her, scolding, You were not very attentive to the money matters in the best of your days. I apprehend that your memory is too much impaired for you to manage, manage unlimited sums without injuring the future of your daughter and grandson. Ugh. Monster. Mm. It's like, shut the fuck up, dude. Yeah, why don't you go home for like 20 minutes? Yeah, exactly. And it's also like, you, like what a slap in the... Like, we have unlimited sums and yeah. you overran the budget... I was going to say, like, is that feasible? <sighs> Jesus Christ. So by uh, by the early 70s, so, oh, oh, by the early 1770s, his son William was back in the colonies while Ben uh, was still gallivanting around the UK. Deborah's health began to slowly deteriorate. Further? Further. And, I, I don't believe it. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, she had a stroke in the 1700s <laughs> and survived. Yeah. <laughs> um. And both Will and Deborah wrote to Ben saying, shit isn't looking good. I don't think she has long verbatim to live. Exactly, yeah. verbatim. Uh, but Ben ignored it. He didn't even ask how Be- how Deborah was doing or feeling in the rare letter that he did write. Uh, all while receiving these heart-wrenching letters from her begging him to come home. Uh, the last letter Ben sent to Deborah, he told his wife that he was hesitant to return to America because... He, or he says this, I shall find myself a stranger to my own country and leaving so many friends here. It will seem like leaving home to go there. What a fucking asshole. I've been here for so long. I I don't think it would be fair to me. <laughs> yeah, right? If I went back to where I'm from. All my friends are there are here. Yeah, I have a life now. Things are good. Uh, shut up about the stroke talk. I have <laughs> enough of your depressing shit. And stop spending money. So I'm thinking I'm just going to hang over here. Yeah. Jesus. Fuck it. What a piece. Piece of shit. 
Yeah. Quit spending from the infinite pile. Yeah. We don't yeah. have... <laughs> we only have two of those. Meanwhile, he's Scrooge McDucking over in the UK. Yeah. <laughs> they don't grow from trees. <laughs> Although these. I did make paper money yeah, happen. It's, it's not like I'm printing oh, the damn God. shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Printing. And his uh, son William was with him, right? Uh, well, no, his well, son William was there for a while, and then he comes back to the U.S., which we'll get into. Did he hang out with Deborah? Oh yeah, he was. He was. He looked after her, even though like Deborah was like he was a bastard. Right. Deborah filled in where Ben was supposed to be. Oh okay. Like he stepped his shit up. Ben was like a good son. Uh, so that letter, that whole shitty thing about how he doesn't want to leave, mm-hmm. he doesn't write her for a year, and then she dies. Um. It was. It had been ten years since she had last seen her husband. Yeah. You know, this would make a great uh, animated Disney film. <laughs> a sad one. Yeah. Uh, like Frozen. Yeah. <laughs> Frozen. I thought you said Roseanne. Like, oh. Yeah, ro- like Roseanne Barr. Roseanne Barr. Yeah, Roseanne's been animated this whole time, even on Joe Rogan. <laughs> ben Ben never sent any condolences to his son or his daughter, and he never brought her up again. Damn. <laughs> Talk about one-sided love. Yeah, bad dad. So let's go back to William. Like I mentioned, I was gonna say, I was because he's gonna be an important thing in the next episode. Okay, keep in up. mind, people, get your pants on backwards because we got two episodes for this. Two episodes of douchebaggery. Or just, or just keep them on all backwards the entire time for all two. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. A full week and a few hours, whatever it takes to listen to this. Yeah. Uh. So as I mentioned, uh, Ben's son returned back to America. Well, Will, his son, his son William Franklin, Will spent the majority of his young adult life with Ben in London. Ben had groomed Will in, into becoming a fellow gentleman, continuing the leg- legacy. Uh, while living in London, he sent him to prestigious schools and brought him to many of his dinners and meetings with the upper crusts. Mm. Better than bringing home leftovers. Yeah, better than going to Sbarro's. Yeah. Maybe not. Oh, yeah, shut up. Yeah, right? What the fuck is that? Sbarro's better crust. Yeah. <laughs> oh, let's not do this again. You know, I, I don't know if I've talked about it, but they got big tomatoes on the wall. Oh, they do? Yeah, it's pretty cool. Oh, that's better ingredients right there. <laughs> right? <laughs> Delicious Photoshop tomatoes. Mm-hmm. I also mentioned way earlier that Ben Franklin's uh, love to his son was rare for the period. You know, they were close. Which is cool. Mm-hmm. They bang horse together? Probably. Yeah. Yeah, Eiffel Tower. <laughs> High five. Yeah. Chad. Yeah. <laughs> because, well, actually, uh, you know, the you apple... Get, you get the basket side. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, the the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. Because Willie loved to stick his willy in things just like his father. Well, so like father, it. like son. Yeah. So it's Ben 15 and Willie Armstrong. I don't know. Uh, Willie. Willie. Big Willie. Willie. Big Willie. Free Willie Free style. Willie. Freed Willie. Free, yeah. Free Willie Mason. So William had an illegitimate son with an unnamed woman just like Ben. Stop it. There you go. <laughs> William took in the son and fathered it as his own, which it was. But again, it was weird for the time. Usually a bastard would just be shipped off. He named the son William Temple Franklin. And you're like, Temple, that's kind of a weird name. Hmm. Yeah. So, a real big like, side of his head. Yeah. yeah. So William yeah, actually... one side of his head. The <laughs> yeah. other one was fine. a fucking flounder. <laughs> <laughs> William actually named his son after a well-known university that he was uh, preparing himself for the bar at. It's kind of like naming your kid 
Five Towns College. Hey, <laughs> that's cool. That is a school local to Long Island. Yeah. A bad one. And Yoko Ono. William eventually mm-hmm. met a respectable English woman named Elizabeth. They got married, and Elizabeth had no qualms raising Temple as her own. Also, the kid went by Temple, not William. <laughs> not Temple. Okay. So for years, Ben had been trying to get all the colonies under this royal governorship. Right, you were saying. Like I was saying. And in 1762, William was appointed as the royal governor of New Jersey. Jersey boy. Fancy royal governor of Jersey. Can we have t-shirts? I want like hockey jerseys that say like. (laughs) He should at least have a a rest stop on the Jersey Turnpike. At least one of those. Well, well, we're going to find out why he doesn't. Easy on, easy <laughs> we're off, We're going to find out yeah. why he doesn't. Give but, me that expensive Burger King. Yeah, this was the royalist dream that Ben had imagined. You know, he was really proud for his son, because now he's working directly for the king. Mm. Um, and William returned to America to serve over there his governorship. And William and Ben kept in constant letter communication. It was almost like um, William was kind of keeping him, like, tabs on what was happening in America mm. to Ben. Yeah. So back to the big guy, Ben. For for years, he'd been up to schmoozing and whoring, but uh, he didn't really get very far. He had a couple meetings and debates with Thomas Penn and the head of the Department of Colonial Affairs. Um, occasionally, he would visit Parliament uh, as their colonial expert. Fancy. And he continued to write political commentary and tabloid gossip. Uh, the thing was was that Ben absolutely loved London. He was proud of his newly coronated king, uh, King George III. William and Ben actually attended the coronation. Uh, he loved the fame that he had as a writer and scientist, and he loved mixing and min- mingling with nobility and men of wealth. I just see a montage while you're doing this. You know, like Benjamin yeah. Franklin wakes up, and he looks out and sees Big Ben, and they fucking wink at each other, like digital wink. Yeah. And then, uh, and then he goes, <laughs> you know, you see him in front of uh, Buckingham Palace, and he tries to high-five all the beef eaters. Like, all right, go He just down. makes a joke out of it. And like, he's writing books for people, and they're all drinking tea. Yeah. Kicking and then a he's... soccer ball with the kids. Yeah, exactly. Ben loves London. He right? loves it. Loves it. He loves it. Sausage rolls. I'm sorry, a football with the kids. Oh, sausage yeah, rolls. Yeah. Don't get Footy. me started about those. I love those <laughs> Dude, sausage rolls. Do you think Ben did? Do you think... I? Ooh, wow, you just got me thinking something. Fuck egg rolls. <laughs> leave it there. That was a perfect place to leave. Yeah. So he had made a lot of friends. Uh, very important, influential f- friends. And he got to the point, like I mentioned when, to his wife, that he didn't want to leave London. He was happier in the UK than the colonies. And he said this. He said, I uh, I wished to become a Londoner for the rest of my days. Oh, sellout. Yeah. Mm. Fucking dude didn't even want to go back to the United States. Yeah. So as I said, Ben kept in constant com- com- communication with his son. Mm-hmm. Uh, along with the papers, Will kept him... Uh, sorry. Along with the papers, Will kept him on the pulse of what was happening in the colonies. The colonists were upset. The British Empire had spent a lot of money defending them from the French and Indians from raiding their colonies and cities, and they need to pay taxes for the service they right. received. We didn't do this for free, boys. Right. Mm-hmm. So enter the Stamp Act of 1765. This was a very small tax on almost every form of paper product that include legal documents, almanacs, newspapers, playing cards... 
You name it. Yeah. It's not really a big deal. If you think about all the shit you pay tax on nowadays, everything. sales tax, yeah. everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't really know what the big deal was. They're getting like basically the, the what English, was the percentage on it? I don't know exactly what it was, but it was minor. Right. Um, Just paper. But it was without representation. Is that how that goes? Or Well, that, that's kind of more later, isn't it? The, no, I mean, they didn't have any representation in Parliament. But, no, I know, but that was like the fuss. Right. right. That's what it was all building and, and to. The, yeah, exactly. So that became it's the... Like, why should we pay this? Like, why? That's literally the question. Why should we pay yeah. this? And, and the British were like, uh, because we want money? No, the British were like, we just prevented you from getting raped and murdered by yeah. Yeah, that too. natives and French, French. people. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so, if you think that, you know, that was all printed things, so you'd think this would fuck over Ben Franklin, but he was like, no... Like, Americans, stop rioting. Uh, you know, don't worry about the no taxation without representation thing. Franklin's loyal to the crown. And, like, he said this in regards to the taxes that... And and mentioning the king and the taxes. Like, we are all in your hands as clay in the hands of a potter. Referring to Parliament issuing taxes. Is this like a Harry Potter thing? Because yeah. that happens uh, in England, right? Uh, Muggles, right? That's in England? Dobbies! Right. <laughs> it sounds like he's a sub, not a dom. Yeah, he's subbing. He's subbing to the king real hard. Mm. All right, and remember the whole Albany plan that Franklin had tried to do to unite the colonies yeah. that I mentioned? Colony con. Uh, well, the colonies did that. Um, they united as one against the Stamp Act. And they called it the Stamp Act Congress. Smart. Fancy, yeah. It's basically telling Parliament to, like, fuck you, we're not going to pay these taxes. Okay. Uh, Ben Franklin's friend, the Lieutenant Governor of Massachusetts, a man named Thomas Hutchinson, uh, his mansion was destroyed by an angry mob. Uh, They burned effigies of tax collectors and wreaked general havoc on the population. (laughs) Ah, my shit's done. Look at this. I'm God. Tommy Hutchinson. I'm the Hutch. You gonna burn down the Hutch's joint? Yeah. The Hutch's. Your motherfuckers Hutch. are coming after you. <laughs> so Franklin called out in scathing articles about the unruly mobs in Massachusetts, telling the people to act decent, dutiful, and grateful. How dare they rebel against their uh, royal masters? This is Benjamin Franklin, yes, the guy signing is... the Declaration of Independence. Right. Oh, yeah. Oh, what goss! He's saying, don't go against your royal governors! Get in line! Get in line! Ugh. And this did not make him very popular in the colonies. People accused him of actually framing the Stamp Act. They wrote, O Franklin, O Franklin, thou cursed to Pennsylvania and America. May thou most accumulated vengeance burst speedily upon thine guilty head. I like the song with the inviting arms better. Yeah. (laughs) Wide open... Parliament calls in Franklin into the House of Commons to question him about this reaction by the colonies. And he says that Americans were acting rash, uh, but they would not stand for this tax. Like, Parliament's like, all right, can we fucking do this? And then he's like, no, they're not going to fucking give up on it. (laughs) So Parliament revokes that shit. Parliament's Mm. like, ah, we're done. (laughs) Awesome. Nah, we're done. Franklin... Uh, puts his hand down and uh, starts pushing for more powers given to the crown. Like, putting these royal governors in. What, we need more power for the crown, less on the parliament, more on the crown. Mm. Get rid of those pens. 
Parliament revokes the Stamp Act, and Franklin puts his head down and pushes for more power to the crown. Uh, and he wants to get rid of those pens and just put those royal governors in. And all, while, all while this is happening, the Sons of Liberty are starting to organize in Pennsylvania and really kick shit off. That's led by Sam Adams. Mm. Great, uh, it's terrible beer. Not great beer. Terrible beer. I mean, they have some okay beer. <laughs> It's that's, okay. That's beer. the thing. They they did one really well, and they think that that one entitles them to experiment without consequence. <laughs> I like Yingling better. Yeah, yeah. So the Sons of Liberty are like the embodiment of uh, the patriots in America. And what does Ben have to say about them? <clears throat> Good. Uh, it seems to be lost, dude. You can't clear your throat and then go um. I was um. It seems to be lost amongst the common people who are, for, uh, moreover, continually inflamed by seditious scribblers to trample on authority and everything that used to keep them in order. He's all about order and locking yeah. things into places. I, I know. Keeping the poor poor yeah. and keeping the rich filled with Pop-Tarts and yeah. tucked in bed. Yeah, give me my Vote, vote for him. Yeah. You seditious, seditious scribbler. Ah, uh, scribble me. Well, get out of here. Come I back like, and sh- he, show I'm trying to do a portrait of my dick. He, he used seditious. I think he used salacious earlier. Yes. Like, he's, he's good with those S's. But in 1774, everything would change. Franklin, his home country, and his beloved England, all would be different. Because Ben Franklin, his whole world would be flipped Upside down. What is this? What? What wow. do you mean? To be continued. Oh, uh, shit. Oh, my yeah. God. There. Okay. What? Wow. And that's the end of part one. That's well the end done. of part one. Yeah, that's uh, pretty in-depth, Travis. I understand why we're doing two parts wow. on Mr. Okay. Ben. Yeah. I know, right? I got you. I got you. I'm feeling it. How old is he at this point? He's like 60, right? He is pushing 70. Damn. Yes. He's got another episode of he's, kicking around and fucking shit up. He's got another. So where? how do you guys feel about him right now? It doesn't sa- He doesn't seem like the patriotic guy that we all know and love. I mean, why did you assume I loved him? Well, I, a lot of people in there. I, I like stuff him. he's on. I like money too, but I also do direct deposit. I never have to look at his fucking fat head. <laughs> mm-hmm. Cash is king. Yeah, that's true. He had a boner for turkeys. I can remember that. Yeah, he likes turkeys. Yeah. Well, he tried to fry one with electric science. Yeah, sparked turkey. Yeah, which mm. he didn't even know. <laughs> sparked turkey. <laughs> Sounds. <laughs> Something I'd pay $10 for at a gastropub. Yeah, usually usually birds don't have crackle. Nah. But if it did, I would be intrigued and want it. Apparently, when he... When intrigued, he cooked, yes. When he cooked that turkey, it said it was very tender. It wasn't cooked. Yeah, right? Just kinda, <laughs> I know. I like that. Yeah. He glorified... He, he, he tased it. Yeah. <laughs> he probably used less power than what's loaded in a taser. And oh, just yeah. tased oh, that, yeah, bro, little... into a Thanksgiving turkey dinner... <laughs> But by accident, it was just a puddle on the ground. Yeah, he, <laughs> he gives a little, a little static tickle to a turkey and just bites its bloody head off. And he's like, tender. Yeah, pretty tender. William, you eat the rest. We do not waste here. <laughs> don't, don't, don't throw those feathers out. Yeah. <laughs> Put them eat in your them. pillow. Eat Put them. them. All right, well. Uh, so next week, we're, we'll get into the revolution, post-revolution. Oh, wow. All the good shit. All while talking shit. Yes. There we go. All right. Good good job, Travis. Thank My word. Well, thank you everyone for tuning in to the roast mortem coverage of Ben Franklin. Part one. Yes. 
So you can find us on our Twitter, which is Roast Mortem Cast. You can find us on our Instagram, which is most Roast Mortem Cast. You can find us, uh, email us, gmail.com. We got a Facebook and we got a Patreon. Patreon.com slash RoastMortemCast. All RoastMortemCast. Every day. We're like 7-Eleven, but we're open 24-7. It's amazing, right? Yeah, so uh, you can also check out what we're saying on the internet. Uh, I'm on Twitter, Sauncht, S-A-U-N-T-C-H-T. I'm on Twitter and Instagram. I'm Travis Legion with two E's. And I am Cody McCann. I am on the Twitter as Cody McCann, C-O-D-Y-M-C-C-A. And thank you for bringing them ears. Yeah. Tom, could you end this with uh, a Bowers sound? A Bowers doesn't sound? Yeah. Yeah, the, the clanking beep of every intro. I just want to be Jack Bowers dang. for Christmas. Oh, dang. Yeah. Dang. Oh, my God. Dang. Ah! Oh, my God. What's going to happen? I don't know. All right. Let's get sued now. Yeah. I'm going to get sued. Yeah. Oh, ah. oh my God. The president is here.